This is Affliction Fiction, a podcast regarding writers and artists who quite literally make their characters sick. I'm James Ewer. And I'm Jennifer Horlick. On this show, we analyze illnesses that exist in fictional works, such as TV, books, and film, and how they relate to the real world. And this week, we'll be examining Genie Flu from the mid-2000s Nickelodeon UK sitcom Genie in the House. Genie in the House was a children's TV comedy that aired on Nickelodeon in the United Kingdom. It follows Emma and Sophie, two sisters who find a magic lamp in their new house and release from it a genie named Adil. Emma and Sophie's father prohibits Adil from using magic in the house, but they all find themselves getting to some crazy shenanigans from Adil's powers anyway. You're free to look it up and make your own judgments, but it should be noted that the show has not been very positively received by critics or audiences, even in retrospect. Nickelodeon UK mostly airs shows that were developed for Nickelodeon in the US first, so the shows produced specifically for Nickelodeon UK are often considered by many to be lower production efforts. Additionally, Adil, who is meant to be an Arab genie, is played on the show by a white actor with a fake tan and a questionable non-specific accent that doesn't sound like it comes from any Arab country. In short, we're not claiming this show was a work of artistic merit or even ethically sound. In one episode, Adil wakes up with some unexpected and inexplicable symptoms. I think there's something wrong with Adil. I know. He went to the fridge and all he got out was orange juice. What's up, Adil? I'm not feeling so good. Yeah, I can hear that. (laughs) And so can every dog in the neighborhood. What you need, my boy, is the Norton Throat Tonic. It's a secret family recipe handed down by generations. It never fails. Sophie and Emma's father attempts to make Adil a drink to make him feel better, but after consuming it, his skin starts to change color and he finds himself turning invisible every time he sneezes. Mmm, he's good. Hmm. Well, that's the multi-talented skills of the Nortons for you. We make people green with envy. <laughs> oh, I hope Jeannie's aren't able to sue. Oh. Amazingly incredible honor of speaking to you uninterrupted. You've got to come quick! Your throat tonic has done something really weird to a deal. Impossible that recipe's been handed down from generation to generation. So is boldness, but that doesn't make it a good thing. Come on! See? Look at him! I can't look at him. Exactly! It's horrible, isn't it? Emma, we can't look at him because he's not there. Yes, I am. Right. Adil, I think it's about time you told us what's going on. What do you mean? The high-pitched voice, the changing colours, the disappearing and reappearing. And don't you dare blame the Norton Throat Tonic. Well, I'm not a doctor. You don't say. But these all seem like symptoms of the genie flu. Eventually, Emma tries taking the easy way out and wishing Adil's genie flu away. However, doing so causes the genie flu to transmit to Sophie and her father, and they begin to spread the symptoms further to people around them. Everyone who falls ill to the genie flu finds their skin turning a number of different colors. Green, purple, blue, and orange. Skin discoloration isn't a topic that's new to our show, but some of these colors are ones we've never addressed. Here's a rundown of their closest real-world equivalents. There are two main reasons why skin could possibly turn green. The first is more common than you might think, and may have even happened to you. Skin can turn green from wearing certain types of jewelry, like rings. According to Dr. Anne-Marie Helmenstein, 
Jewelry made out of copper, silver, and gold can sometimes chemically react with acids naturally present on the skin and cause green discoloration. This type of discoloration is generally harmless. The other factor which can turn skin green is hypochromic anemia. This type of anemia, according to Novus Biologicals, causes the red blood cells to be fewer in quantity and paler in tone. As a result, the skin can become tinted slightly green, but certainly nowhere near as vibrant a green as anyone who contracts the genie flu. If you'd like additional information on green discoloration of the skin, you can consult our past episode on dermatomeculitis. Purple skin probably isn't as difficult to imagine. You might have had a small portion of your skin turn a purplish color as part of anything from a bruise to a black eye to a hickey. Apart from injuries like this, however, a medical condition that can turn the skin a bluish-purple color is called cyanosis. In fact, the name derives from the color cyan, although cyan is a much lighter shade than the discoloration that cyanosis actually causes. According to Medline Plus, an information service developed by the U.S. National Library of Medicine, cyanosis is the medical term for a purplish or bluish discoloration of the skin or mucous membrane as a result of a lack of oxygen in the blood. Interestingly, this is also a discoloration that relates to the behavior of red blood cells. When red blood cells carry a full supply of oxygen, the blood is a proper vibrant red. But when red blood cells have lost some of their oxygen, the blood becomes a darker red with an almost bluish tint to it. As a result, parts of the skin become discolored as a slight purple hue. Cyanosis can occur for a number of reasons. If the discoloration is constricted to one specific part of the body, it may be a result of a blood clot blocking blood supply to the area, or possibly blood vessel spasms provoked by cold temperatures or intense emotions. But most often, the lack of oxygen in the blood is caused by an issue with the heart or lungs. In regards to the heart, cardiac arrest, heart failure, and congenital heart defects can all cause blood to not receive as much oxygen as it's meant to. But if the issue is with the lungs, cyanosis can occur as a consequence of a severe case of pneumonia, swelling around the vocal cords, inflammation of the epiglottis, or other lung problems such as chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, asthma, and interstitial lung disease. As for the skin turning a genuine pure blue, the best example is a condition known as argyria. According to Dr. William D. James, writing for the dermatology medical text Andrew's Diseases of the Skin, Argyria is a bluish, irreversible hyperpigmentation of the skin caused by excessive amounts of silver entering the body. It most often occurs when people attempt to use a cream, dressing, or other treatment that contains silver to treat a wound or some other medical concern. As we've cited previously, the most prominent example of a person's skin turning blue is Paul Carosin, who was dubbed the real-life blue man in news headlines due to his case of Argyria. According to Joseph Angier of ABC News, Carosin began ingesting an alternative medicine known as colloidal silver in an attempt to rectify his acid reflux problem and his arthritis. The medical issues that Carosin sought to resolve did in fact disappear, but whether or not this was a result of the colloidal silver is a matter of debate. What is clear is that drinking so much colloidal silver gave Karasin a severe case of Argyria, and his resulting skin hue actually isn't far off from the blue skin Adil inherits from his genie flu. If you'd like more information on Argyria and blue pigmentation of the skin, you can listen back to our episode on the fictional affliction known as stripes. There's also a real-life possibility of people's skin turning orange. According to the University of Chicago, keratinemia is the condition of having a yellowish-orange skin associated with increased blood carotene levels. These increased levels are associated with large consumption of carotene in the diet, a precursor of vitamin A. 
Carotene is found in all pigmented fruits and vegetables, as well as in breast milk, carrots, squash, sweet potato, pumpkin, spinach, beans, egg yolks, corn, and yams. Besides the skin having a yellowish tint, keratinemia is harmless, and its treatment just involves eating less of foods with high carotene content. If you'd like additional information on keratinemia, you can take a listen to our episode on Count Choculitis. Another common instance in which people develop orange skin is with the use of fake or sunless tanning products. These products include sprays, lotions, or creams for people who want to look tan without exposing their skin to too much sun. According to Mayo Clinic, the most active ingredient in tanning products is dihydroxyacetone, which reacts with dead skin cells on the skin's surface to temporarily darken the skin. Choosing the wrong shade of product or misusing the product could potentially lead to skin with an orange tint. While topical tanning products are generally safe and don't cause any negative health effects, using a tanning bed can. According to the Skin Cancer Foundation, any kind of tan acquired from sun exposure or tanning beds causes skin cell damage. Both the sun and tanning beds expose the skin to UV radiation, which causes premature skin aging and skin cancer. Another symptom of genie flu experienced by Adil is a high-pitched voice. According to Columbia University Department of Otolaryngology Head and Neck Surgery, high-pitched voice is a key symptom of a voice disorder called puberphonia. Also known as functional falsetto, puberphonia occurs when one's voice does not change during or after puberty as it should. Typically, the male voice lowers around one octave during puberty, while the female voice lowers one to three semitones. Other voice qualities associated with puberphonia include low intensity, breathiness, breaks in phonation and frequency, and neck and throat tension. However, Adil's high-pitched voice is likely just for comedic effect. The idea of the voice being adversely affected by illness in general was probably meant to parallel laryngitis. According to Mayo Clinic, laryngitis is the medical term for inflammation of the larynx, or voice box. The swelling of the vocal cords causes the voice to become hoarse, and in extreme cases, the voice can be lost almost entirely. Unlike other conditions related to the voice, laryngitis occurs fairly commonly, as it can be caused simply from overuse or infection. In fact, according to NHS Inform, Scotland's National Health Information Service, laryngitis is often linked to other illnesses, like a cold, tonsillitis, pharyngitis, and the flu. Therefore, Adil's genie flu giving him a high-pitched voice could be considered a magical variant of the flu giving someone a case of laryngitis. While sneezing doesn't cause people to disappear in real life, it can cause other potentially dangerous medical issues. For instance, Business Insider published an article in 2018 detailing the story of a 34-year-old man who was hospitalized for a week after forcibly holding in a sneeze. The man allegedly pinched both his nose and held his mouth closed while he sneezed, leading to difficulty swallowing and talking. During his hospital stay, it was discovered that the sneeze burst a hole in the man's throat and sent air bubbles into the deep tissue of his chest. The moral of the story is to sneeze freely. Don't try to hold it in, or you could end up in the hospital with a hole in your throat. That's why NYU has a whole course series called Sneezing Freely. Oh, God. That's all we have to say for now, but what do you think? Do you have a question or contribution to today's discussion? Do you know of a fictional illness that you'd like us to talk about? Do you have personal experience with a condition similar to a fictional one, which you'd like to discuss? If so, you can send us an email at afflictionfiction at wnyu.org. For now, I'm Jennifer Horlick. And I'm James Ewer. Thanks for listening. And get well soon.
Genie in the House, Season 2, Episode 14, Genie Flu, was written by Arnold Widowson and is property of Moi J'aime la Télévision. Lover's Carvings by Bibio was written by Stephen Wilkinson and is property of Warp Records. Thank you.